Inside the Triangle, the Decker Truck Line Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside the Triangle. I am your host, Darren Ladley, and today we have a guest who I think he's a truck driver. I'm not sure. Half the time I see him hanging around here, I don't know if he actually works or not, okay? But uh, it's Jerry Arthur. Uh, Jerry has been here, well, I looked up. So June of 2006 was when he hired on as a company guy. Does that sound about right? That sounds about right. Okay. And then he, you did that for, God, nine years? or Yeah, yeah about nine years, and then you, you went into the lease purchase program, right? Well, I did a... Uh uh, lease purchase when we had the old 70, 379s. Okay. And then I had it for like eight months and then moved on to being a company driver again. Again. Okay. And then went back into it when we came up with the newer one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in the 14 years that you've been here, has there been a few changes? <laughs> a lot. A lot. A okay. Lot. Well, because you did short haul, I believe, too. Because you live, now, Jerry, you live in basically northern Indiana around the Chicago suburb area, yeah. right? Uh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, but because uh, I believe you were doing some short haul out of Sperry, or was it out of Chicago? Where out was of it? Chicago. Out of Chicago. Out of Hammond terminal there okay were you doing the crosstown stuff that went every night you delivered and then in the morning and did two or three loads a day is that what yep. you were doing okay two or three loads a day what you weren't getting two or three loads a day oh, we had we had paper logs then oh okay <laughs> all right so while well, speaking of that so when you came here in 2006 we were still on the old paper style trucks were a lot different so how much experience did you have when you came here uh, <laughs> way too much. Way too much. Okay. <laughs> I've been driving since I was seven years old. Okay. Well, legally. So, well, yeah, legally, uh, probably a good 20 before I got here. Okay. So, so what, well, you were 18. When did you get your seat here? Well, back then it was a chauffeur's. Cause how old are you, Jerry? <laughs> Come on now. I'm 52. Okay. So, and I'm going to be 55. So we're, we're, we're about the same. So I got my CDL slash car, sorry, chauffeur's license in 1984. So you had to have been somewhere around 88, somewhere in there, probably 90. Uh, Do you remember that far back? <laughs> trying not to. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. How'd you get yours back was, then? Well, at that time I had, uh, already had the license and when, when i got the license and that we had uh i had had it for a couple of years and everything but uh yeah i went in on my own and everything just took the test took used one of their trucks and that and took the test and then uh about i think it was a two years after that i went through crst and they automatically make you go through their kirkwood community college mm-hmm. through their driving school there and that so okay. they had me going through there so that's where you got your start was with crst then uh, kind of official yeah, kind of yeah. okay all right and you made it through that i mean that's that's kudos to you i mean a lot of them you know cedar rapids i think at one time had a homeless problem because everybody who didn't make it through the pl- class got became homeless in cedar rapids that's actually was in the news um oh, good <laughs> so so how long were you with crst about uh six months six months okay where did you get your flatbed were you flatbed experience before you came to us Yes. Okay, who'd you get that with? Well, I went through Trans United uh, uh, doing oversize and stuff like that. And then I went to a trucking company named Valente before I came here. I remember Valente. They were they were out of Indiana, weren't they? They are out of Calumet Park, Illinois. Okay, all right. They're, they're still basically in business. Like basically in business? Okay. They took all of our Perry forms over, oh. basically. They, they, they're basically running Perry forms over there. You know Perry forms. Mm-hmm. So what, what brought you to Decker? 
kept seeing the trucks all over the place and that. A little bit nicer trucks and everything than what I was used to. Before I came here, I had an old 79 Kenworth W9, and <laughs> it had been welded and beat to death. And, you know, the engine <laughs> Luckily, was, it was still holding together. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that's been around long enough, they know Bombshell Bonnie. Mm-hmm. that used to work at the uh, Porter uh, Scale House before you get into uh, Michigan. Yeah. Well, I used to date her at one time and that, and she wouldn't even get under that truck. She goes, I know that truck. She said, I'm not, I'm not touching it. <laughs> so she was well, scared of it. In 2006, yeah, we were running 379 uh, stubby nose on the flatbed side is what we were running with 63 inch, you know, stand up bunks back then. I believe probably a C12 cat. C12 cat. Yeah, with 13 speed. Um, they were, a de- you know, a good running truck. They really were. So, yeah, that was probably a lot different than, uh, than a 79 Kenworth. But you were doing the short haul division out of there. So, what was orientation like when you came? Well, it was laid back. It- was actually pretty decent in that, and we got through it, I mean, within, like, four days. or Who was your recruiter? I had Steve. I don't think Steve is here anymore. Steve? Steve. I don't remember a Steve. We had Ernie, we had Patrick, and you had me. Patrick might have been in. Okay, Patrick Daly, probably Patrick. Yeah, he, he was, was Steve. But okay. Anyway, it's yeah. been a long <laughs> Oh, you ain't that damn old. 14 years. <laughs> okay. So uh, you were doing the flatbed out of there. Like you said, the equipment was a lot different. Um, we would have been Qualcomm, but we weren't e-logs back then. So was that your first foray into Qualcomm, I assumed? Well, no, probably. No, I went through systems at one time, and that, and I was there running their local stuff uh, for systems around Chicago and at their for a while and that and they had the qualcomm but they had the old style qualcomm that <laughs> it wasn't great well in 2006 that was the i don't know if you want to call it recession depression whatever you want to call it that's when the housing market just went <laughs> flipped on its end and everything went to heck yeah and so is that kind of what maybe you saw a little bit happen with where you were at too I mean, yeah, because uh, everything started going downhill and, you know, uh, yeah, you know, everything kind of slowed down for us uh, over there. And then they they wanted you to run runs that you didn't want to run. And you had already been up running, you know, three, four loads for the day. And that it's like, no, I I can't do that. So I I got in a big argument with them and they're like, this is the way we do things around here. And you don't like it, there's the door. So I took the door. So how many different dispatchers have you been with since you've been here? Uh, I went through Deb Doolin. Okay. Yep, she, of course, yeah, she was Chicago. I, well, I had uh, Tom Walker. He mm-hmm. was my first one because I was running local. He had he was terminal manager, and he was doing the uh, local stuff. Still and, is. <laughs> yep, <laughs> still is. And uh, But Deb Doolin, and then I went through... Uh, you had... Uh, uh, Oh, can't think of her name. Uh, she just retired, right? Yeah, Sue Anderson. Sue Anderson, yes. <laughs> you okay. forgot about her already. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, she's retired. I mean, I can't remember them all. Okay. Yeah, one of the best dispatchers I ever had in my whole entire career. Yeah. Uh, you know, I miss her. I <laughs> wish she was back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I dispatched for a little while when I first got off the road, and dispatching back in 2000, well, I got off the road in 04 and came into the office, and... And I dispatched for 04 to 05, but 04 up until e-logs, I guess, is when everything changed. I'm not, I'm not going to BS it. It was e-logs because we could take a driver and I could almost pre-plan an entire week for a driver 
by in in on Monday. I could come in on Monday because we had so much USG, uh, you know, pick and drop freight with all the plants, and you could set a driver up for a week, yeah. right then and there. But now it's it's a different <laughs> world, and it's not that your DM. It's just what has changed in this industry. It's made a lot different. Now you've seen it, right? Yep. Yeah, I used to be pre-dispatched all the time, and now I don't, you know, then then it went to, it wasn't being pre-dispatched, and now I'm being pre-dispatched at times, <laughs> yeah. not all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is, is because, uh, you know, it's a delicate ballet. You know, when you get empty in the morning, you know, let's say you're in Chicago, I probably got, what, 100 trucks getting empty in Chicago every day, and you know okay well who got empty first well is this load hot here is this one did he break down did he get held up did he do this that and the other thing so it's kind of a little ballet that they have to play every morning so um so in 2015 you went to uh lease purchase okay um this is your third truck on lease purchase correct Four truck. But, Four, well, know, yeah, we, we well, don't count that three oh, three yeah. seventy nine, huh? Yeah, well, no, we don't. That's that's. I went back to the company and then. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I know your your first one was a was we were in it for quite a while and then started having a lot of major problems with it. So then we found another one. Uh, that we had with a brand new motor in it basically is what it was uh, well brand new rebuild okay <laughs> thought that would be a good one and then and then it it did all right for i mean you've did good in the program yeah um and then this last one you just moved into this one now how long uh, i got it a week before christmas last year and you got one of those 389 big beautiful long nose now you feel like a super trucker <laughs> okay um but back to old school <laughs> back to old school but it's it's giving you a few fits here and there i mean that's that's trucking right nothing major yeah so overall what do you think of the program love every bit of it i wouldn't be in it if i I hadn't well this many years you must be yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean hopefully we'll get this truck paid for so that that way it's done and paid for because i mean we've had a few guys that have actually got their trucks paid for and we ran into some problems on the first couple that you know kind of set us back but we're going to get there so that and you know, the benefits at the end of the year and stuff, uh, you need all the tax write-offs you can handle for those trucks and that. And, you know, you get your uh, truck payments or 100% tax write-off as long as you're in a lease purchase. But if you buy it by a bank or something like that straight out, you don't have that tax break. Mm-hmm. And then that APU on the side, as long as you're paying uh, a lease purchase on that APU, that's a tax write-off at the end of the year. So you, you got them as tax breaks right there. So, so you do you use ATBS? Yes. Okay. And they, so have you been using them for a lot of years then? Yes. Ever since I've been in the program. And they do a good job for you. Any, any qualms about what they do? I mean, are they, how do they help you? What do they do? Well, they, uh, they, they situate all my taxes. I I mean, I basically don't do anything in that. Uh, They take care of it. If I have a problem or something, or if I have like receipts or something for like my food or something like that, I send it into them or like I have a scale ticket or something. I, t- I send it to them. I fax it off to them. I hear from my guy over there maybe once a year, and he'll sit there and talk to me for about four or five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he does call me and that, he goes, you're one of the drivers that I don't have to talk to all the time. You, you know what you're doing? At first, he was telling me, you know, about my deadhead, that I had too much deadhead, but that's Decker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a lot of deadhead at times. Yeah. But I've been fighting with that, too, and, you know, trying but to get he- them not to send me a certain 
like Wisconsin. When I first started, we had lots of loads coming out of Wisconsin. Now we're fighting to get loads to. So you got to bounce to Chicago. Yeah, you got four and a half hour ride from you know Green Bay or Appleton or that all the way down to Chicago to East Chicago or whatever to pick up. But sometimes you got to look at like when I was doing. I used to run up there and we go down to Chicago, but we were getting big bucks going in there, you know, (laughs) to absorb that. You know, that yeah. bounce down there. So um, so do you do your taxes quarterly or do you do them annually, semi-annually? I do, How do, you? I do them quarterly. Okay. I was at first, I was doing them at the end of the year, and then it started hurting me because, you know, at the end of the year, they start adding fines on because you haven't done it quarterly and stuff. They tax the extra money on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't want to waste money. I don't want to give them money that, you know, they shouldn't have in, it in the first place. So mm-hmm. yeah, I started doing it quarterly and paying it in and that. And ATBS, they send you all the paperwork and tell you exactly how much you need to send off to them and send them a check and done. Done. Well, and, and the nice thing is, is so when you get your settlement every week, I mean, we just automatically send it to them also. So they always have exactly what your revenue is, exactly what your truck payment is, exactly how much fuel you bought and where you bought it and all that. All those write-offs are there. You just got to send them the little incidental stuff. Like you said, a toll ticket or um, one thing as an owner-operator and percentage, you're paying the tolls. Um, and that can add up after a little while, can it? Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've been running around all the tolls lately in that because, yeah. you know, three to $600 is what was taken out of my check for them tolls and now i started hey you're taking money out of my pocket on these tolls <laughs> i need to find another way around mm-hmm. now it's like what 15 to 20 30 dollars or something yeah. for tolls. and some tolls is worth doing that and there's some that you might as well just pay it because the time you're going to lo- lose going around it and using the extra fuel you might as well just pay the toll you know back in the 80s I ran a lot of New Jersey and the guys would run six and 20 across there all the way. And I'm like, okay, well it was $11 and 20 cents. I think it was to run Indiana. And I think it was $23 to run Ohio to Youngstown. So for 35 bucks, I'm sitting there like seven hours ahead of them. And I got a lot better fuel mileage. Well, you go ahead, you run that way. I'll get my seven hours of rest when I get there. But in Chicago, the Skyway, I don't know if you, if the backway still exists to where you would take that little uh, toll br- or that little drawbridge, you know, that around the Skyway. You could see the Skyway right up there. That's, that's what, like fifty-three to seventy-three dollars or something to take that Skyway. Oh, down? it's it's, like it's ungodly cool. horrible. But I talked to some guys the other day, and you know, some of the the last month's toll bill. I had a couple of guys that were five hundred plus, but you got to look at it also. Okay. But that's a month. And when you break that down to four weeks or whatever it is in a month, I mean, that's really not too bad considering that the area that you run. I mean, heck we used to spend, you know, in Chicago, you'd start running a buck and a quarter, buck and a quarter, buck and a quarter, three bucks here, you know, it could add up after a while. Oh, yeah. Now that the tolls are going up and everything too. And, and mm-hmm. it seems like every year they're going up a little, you know, a quarter or 50 cents or that. What kind of fuel mileage are you getting with that thing? Uh, it was like six, eight, something like that. That's pretty good for a 389 long nose. Of course, it's flatbed. There's a but couple of times I got, a, you know, around seven and that, so it's not too bad. But, I mean, 6.8, you know, in our fuel surcharge, you know, a lot of guys don't understand what a fuel surcharge is. You know, and our fuel surcharge is based at six miles to the gallon. So anything you get over six miles to the gallon, you're making money on the fuel surcharge. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and you use the hell out of your APU, I'm sure, also, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay i mean would give me your opinion on an apu an APU now <laughs> yeah so well, how much do you think it saves you a good uh at least eight nine hundred dollars a month 
or better. And have you had many issues with yours? No, not really, uh, except when the motor messed up on my old one and I had it in a shop or something. They did something, and they when they fried the computer and all that on the other one, when they were replacing the motor and that, uh, apparently they fried the... Uh, DCM or whatever you call brain box. box yeah, it. the brain box in it or something. And they took an old one and put it in there and been working fine since. Awesome. Because, you know, a lot of guys, I had a conversation. So when we were looking at going to APUs, we asked a company that ran trucks with APUs and they said, yeah, have fun. You're going to have more breakdown issues with the APU breaking down than you had with trucks. And I hate to tell but they've been pretty close. <laughs> I mean, they're great when they work. Oh, God, you're the greatest thing in the world. But when they break down. Seems like that's the only thing that keeps running in my truck. Is, <laughs> well, today Except you're in for a clutch. Heater. Yeah, yeah. They, they can have that bunk heater. <laughs> is it a Wabasto? What's the matter uh, with I got the I got the other one. Uh, the Espero? Espero. Yeah, Espar. Yeah. It starts with an E. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Espar, but. You know that it's not meant for diesel trucks. It's meant for the like kerosene and stuff like that. And it, like now, like two, three weeks ago, you know, I kept doing what it said to do during the summer and let it run for a couple hours or something. And while you're out of it, and it just, I guess it clogged up or something. And when I needed it the most, <laughs> when it started getting a little chilly, it wasn't working. Like right now, it's not working. I haven't been able to get it fired up. Well, maybe so. if you sweet talk the right guy, maybe you can get an, uh, a, a Bosto in there. Who, who knows? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's no different. It's the same. <laughs> I've had them both. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, you are on a little bit different plan than the guys right now because you were in our original lease purchase plan. Your maintenance account is done a little bit different than the other guys'. Well, how has that worked for you as far as being able to put money in there? Is that, I mean, you've never had an issue where you've been short. I mean, it's worked good for you, right? Yeah, it's it's worked really real good and stuff I, I like it a lot better what about but maintenance issues on the road? a brand new truck i've never had a brand new one <laughs> so it's always someday we can get you one. there okay maybe the next one okay and not unless you start getting w9s <laughs> you get a w9 i'll take it <laughs> well i know because you have a classic truck at home don't you an old one i have i got rid of them last year in june you what my old original my very first truck i ever owned and everything that my dad sold to me and that i I sold all of it to a guy out in Nebraska. What'd you do that for? Because I didn't have time to tinker with them anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm getting up there in age. My kids didn't want them or that, you know, and you got to go out there all the time and keep them fired up and making sure they're, that they're running in that. And I just, you know, ran out of time with them. So what was it? I had a 68 uh, auto car. Auto? Wow. 22 speed, two stick, you know, the old. Six and a four, six and a four. The old elbow breaker where you had to reach your hand in. Uh, two shift gears yeah yeah i've driven a five and a three and a, and a six and a four um I, I have a friend of mine that actually still has and you'll see it running around here once in a while he's got an 85 pete he bought it with one year on it and this is how long he's had it and he bought it with when it was in 1986 he bought it and it was a wreck and he was going to school for truck mechanics or uh body so that was his project. But he now took that, has an N14 in it, has a six and a four. He stretched it out to 300 plus in because he was hauling oversized with it. I mean, it's a, it was a short nose 359. It is now a long nose 359. So uh, he's did a lot of work to this truck over the years, but it's kind of cool. They have the, I mean, they've got an old Emeryville. They've got a, 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 his brother was killed in an accident. They've got a 77 W900 with those little 36 inch Pete bunk on 
on it. I mean, yeah, they that's what these guys do, and they have a shop, and they do a lot of that. It's up in Minnesota. And, uh, could have got a hold of you. You could have sold it. To- <laughs> I probably could have. Yeah. A commission, man. Come on. I want the money. <laughs> so flatbed. What do you think of flatbed? Love it. Ever since I've been in it, I haven't been able to get out of it. I, I've done reefer. <laughs> I hated that. Yep. You can, <laughs> I don't care. You, you can call them door swingers or whatever. I mean, it just it irritated me. Yeah, I've done grain truck. Don't really like that. I've, you know, done regular van. You know, having to play around with lumpers and all that. I mean, it's no different than me getting out there and tar- untarping in the winter and all the rest of it and stuff. I'd rather untarp than have to deal with the lumpers and everything else that they got now because, now, you know, back in the day, they weren't unionized back mm-hmm. then. And now they're all unionized, and now you got to pay them, and they don't want you on dock. And, you know, I used to get out and unload them trucks myself. Well, that was required. There was no lumpers. I mean, if you got somewhere, that was what you did. You were the one that was taking it off because you weren't going to pay some guy to do it because you weren't getting paid to do it. So You had had to move uh, the pallets yourself with the forklift and that, and now they won't let you even touch it, even come close to it. Don't even look at my forklift over there. (laughs) No. I've been thrown out of a few places because of pallet jacks and removing pallets, but that was years ago. So Um, so our freight base, how much drop and hook do you think you do? Quite a bit. Well, I used to do quite a bit and everything. Now it's not as much as it used to be. It all depends on how well the freight is running. And a lot of times I'll keep my same trailer for most of the week That's before okay. I get rid of it. So, Are you doing a lot of steel out of Chicago then? or Not really. Mainly the USG runs and the national and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do something like that out of there. And then I'll go pick up maybe a load of lumber or something. And then go down, maybe pick up uh, paper. Uh, usually uh, I got to go in, into the dock or something and bump into the dock. <laughs> Most of the time it ain't ready for me. So are you mainly running like a Minnesota down to Wisconsin or down to Kansas style and then over to Ohio? Is that mainly what you're doing? Yeah, that Midwest and stuff like that. But most of it, he had me there for a long time until we had the problem in June and that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now I'm going around not just Minnesota and North Dakota and stuff like that, but I'm also getting down south down there to Kansas and down to St. Louis, some Oklahoma every now and then. Have you gotten down into, because we picked up Carrollton, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that, a lot of that lately. And that's all because I think because Certainty closed up here and that's the next closest place and they're pulling all out of there now. Yeah, we've been, and, and we've expanded our area. It's really become pretty good. And I, I'm, I don't know what the rates are, sorry on it, but I'm, I'm sure it's it's working pretty good because most of all that stuff comes up into this area here. Yeah. So it's paying a little bit more coming at, you know, because you got a longer distance, you got to pull it out of there, especially if it's going up to Minnesota or something like that. So Okay. So final advice to somebody coming on at Decker Truck Line, what would you say? Don't leave. <laughs> you're stuck you're stuck no we don't want to say stuck well, okay you're not stuck but you, okay. you, you're here yeah you're gonna be here if you come over here you're gonna be here for you know until you retire or whatever what do you have to do in order i mean because you've seen guys come and go you have those guys okay what's your advice to a guy to ride those times the you know the good times the bad times i mean give us your experience here oh i've had good times and bad times we all know that Mm -hmm. and my dispatcher knows that real good but uh yeah uh, just 
try and get along. I mean, everybody knows that you have, you have bad days and good days and that, and you know they're willing to work with you. Just uh, sit back and relax and. And, and that's it out. the biggest thing is, is guys, you know, jumping the fence isn't always a better thing. I mean, you have to put, you have to put into it what you expect to get out of it, and if you don't do that, you're not going to get there. I mean, yeah, you've called me. And had some bad days, oh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we've had to yell at each other to calm each other down. But, I mean, we know we're going to get over that hump and we're going to make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just, you got to put, you know, like JFK said, you know, it's not what you're going to do for me. It's, you know, or what you can do for your country. It's, how does that saying go? It's not what you can do for your, your country, country. what you can do for can do for, and it's not what your country can do for you it's what you can do for your country okay <laughs> well it's not what you can do for the company it's what the company can do for you right yeah. there you go you get you got to give a hundred percent if you expect a hundred percent back you got to give a hundred percent yourself there's, there's times i've made money and there's times i haven't made money i mean yeah it's an up and down cycle you know i i always cl- called it a two-year cycle every two years things flip and you kind of got to reshuffle yourself a little bit to me that's what happens about every two years everybody has their own cycle when things kind of flip around and you got to kind of readjust have you run into that yeah this year this, this year, year is, <laughs> it's one of them bad two years well, the, the year 2020 the covid 2020 is that what yeah. it is okay i don't think it had anything to do with that though <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you jerry i appreciate it it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be and you didn't say anything naughty i'm proud of you <laughs> my all dispatcher right. be proud of me. <laughs> anthony's probably sitting there yeah right <laughs> well i thought about bringing anthony up and going here you rein him in okay but thanks a lot for coming in and you know maybe we'll do it again sometime okay all right all right thanks as always thank you for listening to inside the triangle don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on that way you will know when the new episodes drop and remember submit your questions to podcast at deckermail.com and you could be featured on one of our upcoming episodes the best way to do this is to create a voice memo on your smartphone Record your question and email it to podcast at deckermail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay driven to be the best.